Connor McDavid, the most famous current hockey player, uh, thought that he could like go out in public with a girl that is not his girlfriend and no one would (laughs) know who he was, which is even the most famous hockey player doesn't think hockey is (laughs) a recognizable sport. probably a good chance that most people are not listening on Monday. So happy whatever day of the week it is to you. Uh, I am Cam Hasbrook. We've got Doobie Schmoobie Johnson over there as well as Doobie, Christopher Doobie, Doobie, Doobie. Gear, Christopher Jeer, which I'm going to now. Uh, this is Bruce and Bruins. We're the show where we talk about the Bruins and also the Bruins. So let's do that. Uh, we'll start with the beer today. And then we'll get on to the uh, the hot hockey news of the day, which is uh, Connor McDavid and Sammy Plyce. Uh Just kidding. This is probably not the, the podcast we're going to talk about that on. But uh, I don't know. Chris, you look like you're drinking something interesting. It looks a little darker than usual taste. So what you got? So I asked my mom if we had any beer in the fridge. I just got to my parents' house earlier today. Um, and she showed me this. Uh, I don't. The, the listeners probably won't be able to see this because... You know, we're back on StreamYard Volters and not recording the Black. video. But it is a Volters Black, a product of Germany, brewed in strict accordance to the German purity law. Um, Isn't the German purity law, like, bullshit? I have no idea. Um, I feel like it is, but... Th- there are several different languages on the back of this. There's uh, Spanish, <clears throat> Russian, obviously German, English... Korean and Chinese, um, but yeah. Uh, so I I got something for you here, Chris. Apparently, the the German purity law uh, was created in the Bavarian city of Ingolstadt in fifteen sixteen, but people don't even follow it, even if they say they do, because the purity law requires that quote nothing other than barley, hops, and water be used to produce beer, because at the time in fifteen sixteen they didn't know about yeast. So they had to add that one in later on. So if they're if they're abiding by the original purity law, then there's allegedly no yeast in that beer. Yeah, well, here it is. Ingredients, water, barley malt, hops, hop extract. And that's it. Wow. Um, is yeast, I don't even know. If, is yeast included on the ingredients list for normally? I, I've never like read into a beer's ingredients that much. Uh, so here we go. We got a uh, 50 milliliter can. Um, alcohol 5%, uh, gravity 11,45 degrees P, whatever the hell that means. Um, that's good. I'm really excited to look that up later because that sounds scientific and definitely something I'd be interested in. Um, it has, uh, Latin on the, uh, on the logo, very cool logo with, uh, some kind of crest with crowns and lions. To me, uh, it looked like that. That can looks like a like a four loco fucked a mar black, like a box of mar blacks, and that's what came out was the the Volta's block. Yeah, it's a, a very cool looking can. Definitely one of the most interesting beers I've I've had on this podcast. And let's rate it now. Drum roll, please. Um, 
drinkability actually pretty high for for a dark beer. It's not not super heavy, um, and it's it's very smooth. Not not a lot of bitterness or anything to it. Um, so we'll give it a thirty two drinkability. Um, tasteability. Yeah, it's got a got a fair amount of maltiness to it, um, and like a solid aftertaste, but it's not super flavorful. So I'll give it a nineteen. Hells to the yeah! Nice. That was a good. That was a good beer review. It's been a while since we've had something out of the ordinary. Doobie, what you got, kiddo? Um, I ate an edible earlier. Uh, so that's... <laughs> 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 so that's what I'm bringing to the table uh, this evening. Um, I I don't know what the I got it from my uh, cannabis cured in Portland, Maine. It's a, I'll give that dispensary a shout out. Um, they're like watermelon. Uh, it's watermelon and some other flavor mixed together, and it like kind of reminds me of like uh, the Sour Patch watermelons, um, but like you definitely get that like hint of oh yeah there's weed in this <laughs> like, yeah uh, I feel like that's so when funny. i see those like uh those like stories where it's like so and so ate a full thing of pop brownies without knowing i'm like did they like how you really didn't know because you can usually tell i feel like I don't know. so for for tasteability on the gummies i have to go the 37 right there um and then uh, drinkability, uh, zero. It was not drinkable at all. Uh, I mean, I guess I could have done a test on how long I had to hold it in my mouth before it melted. And then I could... Yeah, what if you just, like, melted it down first? Would, yeah, would the drinkability be higher? See, I was yeah, kind of probably. thinking if you were to, like, toss it into water and try to swallow it like a pill, whether that would be the more effective way to, to technically drink it. That would be, yeah, technically drinkable. Technically I think drink also it melting it down. Or do you eat? No matter what, if it's solid, I don't know what the technicalities are there. I do know that you're supposed to drink my beer, which is Miller Lit. Can anyone it's tell we have the nothing official to unofficial podcast? Uh, the official unofficial beer of the Bruiser Bruiser podcast, rather. Uh, drinkability 3700, tasteability 37 fucking 100. Woo! No, actually, drinkability is probably like a probably a thirty-seven. Tasteability is like a like a sixteen, which is I think is pretty good for a light beer. And I feel like they, they I don't know if they've always been doing this, but I feel like they started going with uh, a Southern Miller Light ad the other day that was like it's like the other light beers except you can actually taste it. And I was like, yeah, that's what I like about it. And I feel like it's nice that they're embracing that finally. What, was it the old Miller Light ads that were the uh, great taste list filling ones? No, but those were pretty good too, actually. Advertising. What beer? What beer was that for? No, it was for Miller Lite. That's what I was asking. If it was Miller Lite, where the old ads used to be, uh, oh yeah, less but, oh, 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 I thought you meant like was that the ad that I just saw on television? And I was like, no, not in the year twenty twenty two. So the hot news in the hockey world today is uh, about Connor McDavid and Sammy Blyce. I'm not sure if either of you saw any of those. I personally don't have much to comment on either one. So, <laughs> I'm not sure if you do. So the, the interesting thing I learned is that, uh, of course, Sammy Blais is a Quebecois. Uh, he's a French-Canadian. Um, and apparently 
the word sexy does not have the same meaning in Quebecois as it does in our uh, yeah. normal dialect. Uh, so maybe not as w- weird to them. Not quite as um, <laughs> Uh But yeah, for sure, maybe uncomfortable. But I, I did see a lot of uh, very funny tweets about the situation. A lot of uh, yeah. ben, Sh- ben Shapiro stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot yeah, of Ben Shapiro stuff. I always love seeing the like weird tweets about Ben Shapiro trying not to act like he wants to fuck his sister. Yeah. Once again, that's Ben Shapiro. <laughs> um, and and my one comment on the uh, the Connor McDavid thing is, I think the the funniest thing about it, obviously, like it's real people. There's somebody actually getting hurt out of the situation, so like, if true. always best to keep that in mind. But uh, as as far the humor that I got out of it was that Connor McDavid, the most famous current hockey player. Uh, thought that he could like go out in public with a girl that is not his girlfriend and no one would <laughs> know who he was, which is even the most famous hockey player doesn't think hockey is <laughs> a recognizable sport in public. I, I haven't seen the video. I'm watching it right now. See, where do you think it is? Does anyone have any context as to where it was? Because if it's Edmonton, he's getting noticed. Uh, but he's, he's not going out in Edmonton in the summer, I would imagine. God bless him. So... <laughs> No. I shouldn't shit on Edmonton like that. I've never been to Edmonton during the summer. I just can't imagine it's that high on the destination list for someone like myself. But um, I- I'm assuming he was probably somewhere in the U.S. from the look of it, but didn't look like Europe, and I don't know where else he'd be. Maybe it was Toronto or whatever, but or his hometown or something. But, um, yeah, I- it was interesting for me because, like, my whole experience with it was, like, that I jumped on Twitter like the middle of the day and everybody was losing their shit. And I just saw mm-hmm. like a bunch of like Jamie Lannister memes going on for the, the Sammy Bly thing. And then like oh, people just being like, Oh, Connor McDavid, like making Connor McDavid jokes, you know, whatever. And I, I had to like go through and figure out, I had to like reverse engineer <laughs> these controversies and like figure out what's going on. Like searching Twitter and like Connor McDavid's showing me highlights. I'm like, yeah, it's nasty talky. I know that. Like, <laughs> what is everyone talking about him today for? And then I, I saw Yeah, that. I, so, I just watched the video for the first time and I love at the end, like the guy calls his name and he looks for dead into the camera and goes, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> that was definitely ends. not the. <laughs> just then did he realize, yeah. He left it up um, on a. It's a cliffhanger. I want to see what episode two is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how they produced it. Um, yeah, no, there was all the memes about like McDavid never doing anything interesting, and then like this, like the you know the whole my beer kind of mentality was was kind of funny, but also like Chris said, if this is a real situation, it's you know not not ideal either. So um, I don't know. Well, whatever. We'll, I'm sure we'll hear more about that whether we want to or not. But um, I feel like we. <laughs> I wish we did uh, reaction videos because this episode could have just been Chris reacting to the Sweeney and Cassidy as Shakespearean tragedy story. Um, oh, I, I still haven't listened to that yet. Sorry. Yeah, see, I feel like we could have gotten those live reactions. That would have been, been good. Um, get the first Bruce and Bruce member to quit the podcast on the air. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm very worried. I, I assume a lot of it's at my expense. <laughs> no, actually... You were pretty much not even. You were pretty much just subbed in for Lancey, like. Uh, okay. I guess so. Yeah. Mm. No, you, you made it out on Scape. Actually, I'm a little upset we didn't catch any strays there. For we probably should have been better about that. Just a couple <laughs> of but, um. 
yeah, what else? Oh, Drew and I saw a sick band this week. They were pretty cool local. Yeah. It was crazy though. This lead singer, dude, he's got like he's like fucking Freddie Mercury out there. Like it's crazy, dude. They were <laughs> they were wild and it was they were on the smaller stage at this little Freddie music festival thing in in Portland and uh yeah, they were good. True. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, no, they're dope. They're like uh they're like my favorite local band. Yeah, Rigometrics. Rigometrics. Um, and uh, like live a couple times. Yeah, like, I was going to say, I feel like you've mentioned them before. Uh, yeah, and I, I actually covered them with an article at one point, too. Um, cause they, like, was that your, your choice, or did you luck out on that? Oh, that was my choice. I like pitched the idea to my editors, and I pitched it to them, and they're like, sick dude, word. It was, it was the best, because usually when I, in my job, I'm working with like a lot of older people. Um, and this was just like kids my age, you know, and it's just like, what's up, man? Like dapping each other up and yeah. shaking hands. Like, nice to meet you. <laughs> Thanks for letting me. It was, it was funny. It's yeah. like cool guys. Though. They were like the type that just like hopped off the stage and like putting their stuff away and just like chatting with people. And, mm. um, it seemed like, like just like two dudes who were just like really nasty at playing that one guitarist who was incredible. Mm. Holy shit. Could he shred? Yeah, I big, said it to my big... dad and I was like, I feel like you'd like this. <laughs> definitely your yeah, it's a big 70s vibe to yeah, it, I think. 70s like classic rock yeah it's a lost sound you don't hear it much nowadays at mm. the mainstream level so cool to hear about uh anyway Chris, hot, you got any, any hot brunes takes trying to throw out on the table i know we kind of got some cassidy thoughts already and stuff but anything anything resurfacing now that it's bubbled for a few days or i i, I kind of wish but no yeah, not just... really uh a little little update on what I'm doing with my life right now. I uh, went to a bachelor party in Austin this past weekend. Um, I would I will say Austin, pretty rad city. Uh, not when it's 105 degrees out though. Ooh, uh, 105 degrees. That's yeah. It was a a battle to stay hydrated. Is basically what I'll call this this past weekend. But we we still <laughs> had had a bunch of fun. Um, I'll say the highlights were uh, we went on the lake and and kind of parked a party boat in a cove and had a had a real oh, fun time that's um, on a double decker party boat with a with a slide. No um, fucking way. Yeah, I think that might be my bachelor party. I mean, I feel like when I think like Nirvana, it's like double decker party boat with a slide in a cove. Yeah, uh, absolutely rad. Um, that we had like floating beer pong going on. Um, I had just had like a football everyone was throwing around. Um, did awesome time. Um, and then the other the other highlights were just like eating a bunch of tacos and barbecue. And uh, also we we posted up in a like at the toward the end of the night at a bar that was kind of emptying out. Um, and the bar had Papa Shot, uh, shuffleboard, and golden tea, and uh, three of my friends and I played 18 holes of golden tea and it took two hours. <laughs> Damn. That sounds awesome though. I've never played, but it looks incredible. A, uh, I hadn't played since I was a young, young kid. A wee um, lad. <laughs> what the fuck just happened over there, bro? Judy, did you just get handed a spoonful of yeah, that, like, that's really good. That's, that's cooked great. A spoonful of white substance. Of, of rice. White rice. Oh, I was going to guess potatoes. Right um, 
but yeah, now I'm now I'm back at my uh, parents' house in Massachusetts for uh, a, a week. I got uh, my mom's birthday is this weekend. Obviously, Father's Day is this weekend, um, and uh, I got a friend's wedding to go to in Delaware also this weekend. So, uh, gonna be a wild time. I was gonna say when uh, my dad's birthday is always right near Mother's Day. Sometimes it's the same day. Sometimes it's it's always that like within a week though. So it's funny you have that you have that reversed. Yeah, um, yeah. As far as Bruins go, I mean, just nothing. No, no more Friday dumps, please. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just just kind of wanna. It's just uh, so. I hope, it's such to, an I hope old we. Trick, you know. Yeah, I guess uh, what Elliot Friedman put out a, a list of three guys who are being considered for the Bruins head coaching job. I saw uh, Nate Lehman, Jay Leach, and I forget who the third name was, but yeah, like no David Quinn, no Barry Trotz on that list. I don't know if that was just like a list of three people that maybe they were considering in, in addition to a bunch of other people or if that was like the top three candidates at current, but I wasn't mad about any of the names and I feel like those are the types of names you're looking at when when you're looking to change things up a bit. Yeah, Nate Lehman used to coach at a uh, at Union in uh, in New York, by where I grew up, for like I think like six seven years. But um, they ended up winning the national championship, but that was after he left because he went to Providence. But he won a national championship there, so there you go, Paul Chalky guy. And and interestingly enough, I I feel like on the two episodes ago when we were talking. Like immediate reactions sure was Richard brought up Mark Recchi and I don't think any of us really talked about Mark Savard at all who uh, mm-hmm. just won an OHL championship with his Sunbury? team and uh, I don't remember the name but they just they just won um, and uh, he popped up on the odds makers list for Dallas's new head coaching uh, opening because he's currently coaching one of their top prospects um but he didn't show up on the bruins list which i thought was interesting windsor spitfires windsor spitfires that's windsor a sick team name. <laughs> cool name though they got actually a really cool jersey but um or logo at least yes i i love savvy it'd be cool but i don't you know i mean it's always i guess in the college it's kind of a similar thing making that jump and stuff you're always curious how it's gonna go and um I don't know. I mean, I would definitely, if I were the Bruins, I would sit him down for an interview. I think he, he, if he's, you know, had success early on, and even if it's just getting him into like an assistant role or something, I don't know how many openings they have and stuff. Although I guess they have one or two now, but uh, they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna have many. Like I feel like it's just like a very toxic. Uh, it doesn't seem right right now. Yeah. Toxic, uh, yeah. Energy. And uh, it, so he's also somebody that David Krejci and. Uh, Patrice Bergeron are familiar with, so I don't know. That's something. I I don't I don't know. Like I don't know. I feel I feel like for way too long, um, NHL coaching searches and GM searches have been very limited to like, oh, a guy that the GM knows or like the president knows or like played junior with one time and. Or is like the brother of somebody who works in the front like the office, world. or you know what I mean? yeah, it's like, just the uh, oh, like that's totally wild that the best candidate for this position just happened to be somebody who uh, uh, 
th- th- this guy knows very well, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, so I don't know. I like an outside the box person, whether it be Mark Savard. I mean, it's, it's hard to say like Mark Savard would be outside the box when like another <laughs> former Bruins player, like coming in. But, um, I felt like Marty St. Louis was a, a kind of outside the box hire for, for Montreal. Like, obviously he is a, uh, um, a guy from Quebec, um, who, you know, he speaks French and English and that's like what they look for in a head coach mainly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but also, also a guy who wasn't like coaching an upper level hockey. Um, so I, I appreciate that. And I, I, even if they were, uh, if they didn't make the hire for the right reasons, I think a lot of the things that he said in the off season about like how he, uh, he was hired for the full-time coaching gig. Um, I like to hear like he, yeah. Uh, very refreshing to hear a coach go i'm not gonna try to win games at the expense of the development of my players um and that's something that not a lot of nhl coaches are willing to say um so i don't know find somebody who thinks like that what it was but there was something else that he said that was going around twitter like a couple months ago and i was like same kind of thing i don't think it was that but i was just like holy shit like you don't see coaches saying that a lot but that's like something i can really get behind i forget what it was but Never was. He seems like a cool dude. Maybe he'll yeah. come to the Bruins to come from Montreal to Boston. Maybe something. I like Marty. I, I always rooted for him as a player. Yeah, he was fun to watch at Tampa and stuff. Yeah, b- back before Tampa was the team that you can't root for. Um, yeah, I was going to say, that was, I, that was a very different perception of the Tampa Lightning back then, yeah. Yeah. Nowadays. A quick reminder that NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. I don't think you have that many choices because it's either the Warriors or the Dubs at this point. But looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings' same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg does not hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. She's showing us for details. Um, I don't know. I got nothing else to talk about. If anybody's uh, yeah, I mean, one, uh, the... Uh, Stanley Cup final uh, is set. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> that's right. Oh, there's, there's the it's uh, there's the... <laughs> yeah, you the know, biggest thing in the sport we covered. <laughs> uh, Tampa and Colorado. Um, Tampa, Tampa has a chance to win their third straight, which I think is absolutely huge. Um, once again, I think my <laughs> I am going to stick with my pick of the Avalanche, um, but. As much as I would hate to see Tampa win a third straight, I do love to see good habits of like GMs and coaches in the NHL rewarded. And I think like if good teams keep winning, then teams are going to adjust their philosophies to match that. Whereas if like the Montreal Canadiens had won the Stanley Cup 
last year. Like, yeah. So you know, I, like if if the Rangers had won this year, like I, that would have been cool. And I think they do have some really good talent, but I I also think like that would cause a lot of things. Yeah. Like, yeah no, um, it's just, it's <laughs> I, I mean, not every team has. <laughs> Igor Shisterkin. Yeah, so, especially you know. that as an outlier, yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, no, I'd like to see the Avs win. I, again, like we've kind of talked about it before, like there's, there's a team that's was like the Lightning were for kind of a while, just really talented, have been so close for a while and just haven't gotten over the hump. And um, and they play a really exciting brand of hockey. I'm, I'm not sure if it's like – I think it might be a little too much foot on the gas sometimes, but I definitely respect it. Um, and obviously as a neutral, it's incredible to watch. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like last year's cup final was obviously kind of shit. And, um, you know, you go back a couple of years and you're getting into Bruins territory and stuff. So I'm kind of excited to watch like, a a really good cup final, uh, again, where it's like two, the two teams that really deserve to be there clashing out as a neutral. It's going to be fun to watch. Like, what, was it, it was a uh, Dallas two years ago in the bubble. Is that yeah, the is that mm-hmm. the team that Tampa beat? Think mm-hmm. so, right? Yeah, yeah, that's another team I think uh, would have been bad for hockey if they had won. Yeah, they um, were they're a little more loaded back then because they had the way I the way I choose usually a team to root for in the playoffs when it's not the Bruins is I rarely root for within the conference. I would almost rarely, rarely, rarely times whatever vote for someone within the division. And then I'm going to go with the underdog. Tampa Bay checks all the boxes of why I wouldn't root for them. I don't want to see a team in our division three Pete. Like good for them if they do, but like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want that. <laughs> I want, and on top of that, I'm already like the, I have a soft spot for the abs because Ray Bork won the cup with them. Um, and I think that, that there are a lot of people in Boston who have that soft spot. Um, yeah. Same. So, yeah. So, and shouts to Lancey, who's definitely like a yeah. uh, secondarily has, abs fan. Yeah, I was gonna say Lancey has more than a soft spot for the. My my guy has a Joe Sackick jersey, so yeah, um, that's pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing I will say about the abs is, like, UMass legend Kale McCarr uh, plays for that team. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I will always be rooting for Kale McCarr. Um, it, it was pretty fun to have my. My buddy Zach, who doesn't watch a lot of hockey, was was watching some of the uh, the Western Conference Final and was like, "Oh, so like Kale McCarr is like actually like really good." And explaining yeah. to him that people are now having the debate like, "Is he one of the top three players in the league?" Yeah. Uh, is is fun and like explaining to him that he's probably going to win the Norris Trophy as the best defenseman in the league and him being like, "Oh, like what?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> damn. Yeah, I guess that's pretty cool, like, for... He was a UMass friend, or... A uh, f- friend from high school, so, yeah, like, okay. UMass fan as well. Uh, like, his dad's a professor at UMass, so... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's gotta be cool to learn that connection without having the connection to the sport as much, but... Well, hopefully, Kale McCarr wins it. That'd be neat. Yeah. Kale McCarr. No, 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 no. Just Kale pretend it's McCarr. Way <laughs> uh, it's like it's like Carl Yastrzemski, Kale McCarr. <laughs> All right, uh, Celtics, go Celtics. Uh, let's Rizzies. go. Let's go, go watch Steve's. that game. 
Don't say the fuck word, Boston fans. Fucking do it.